This conference will now be recorded. This service in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Well, Lord, open down the eyelids and my mouth shall show for thy praise. In Jesus' name, amen. The verse is taken from amen. Psalm 95. Amen. Thanks for responding. Psalm 95, verse 3 to 6. It says that, For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are the depths, places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. Other verses will say, in his hands are the corners of the earth. And the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it. And his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. Let us worship our Lord our maker. He has been good to us. Oh, God is wonderful. He's a glorious God. He has kept charge over us from the beginning of the year to the end of this month. He deserved that honor. Can we all lift up our voices and give thanks to God as our worship in his holy name for Miss Remy in the name of Jesus? Begin to bless God's name as our worship. Father, we bless your holy name. We give you the praise. Let all the youth exalt your holy name. The name of Jesus, we bless your name. Amen. Can we all lift up? Can we all open our hearts to God as I worship from God's realm in the name of Jesus? Oh, Oh,
your faithfulness. We ask that you have your own way in the lives of your people tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Good. Amen. We are back and we continue what we have to do in relation to the archival systems of authors. And uh, as usual, I'll continue from where we ended last night. I realized that from day one up to day two, we learned that that there is a certain spiritual mystery that has to do with the archival records of authors or systems of authors. And that anytime a certain supernatural encounter happens, it is expedient for the people of God to raise an altar to enforce or disallow whatever supernatural encounter they had. I realized that once upon a time, an angel of the Lord was on assignment. Assignment of killing people. Then it got to a place that the Lord God who had assigned instructed the same angel to kill people was rather pleading with the angel not to harm anybody. 
the reason being that that spot a certain archival system of altar that is in sequence of what I'm for the system had already been activated. And that was the Arona pressure flow. We also realized that it was through that same enclave that Abraham had an encounter with God. When God instructed Abraham to, to sacrifice Isaac, it was through that same enclave. It was through that same enclave that Abraham met with Melchizedek. It was through that same enclave that Moses declared that that, that mountainous place was a blessed place. It was through that same enclave that in Second Samuel chapter 24, 20, um, what do you call it? 24 verse 24, 25, a certain angel was also on, on a rampage killing people. It was through that same spot that David raised an altar to God. Then the killing stopped. If you're, you're studying, if you're a student of the Bible, you realize that Ezra's reconstruction of the temple took place at that same enclave. The current holy mountain, holy war, the traveling war in, in Israel currently is on that same enclave. So realize that there are certain places that they are not just ordinary places. That the, 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 the moment you assess those portals, a lot of supernatural transactions are taking place on that enclave. And as a child of God, you can activate it, you can view it, you can download it, you can enforce it, and it will work for you the same way it went for the fathers of old. Mm. And we spend some time in prayer. Tonight, I want to focus on the mystery of Bethel. Bethel. We all know that Bethel was also an archival place of encounters. The first time Bethel was mentioned, I think it was in Genesis chapter 12, verse 7 to 8. That was when God instructed Abraham to raise an altar on the land. And if you study the Bible, anytime the fathers of old got to a new place, anytime the fathers of old were starting a new project, anytime the fathers of old were, 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 were 
anytime they, they experience any major breakthrough or any supernatural encounter, the first thing that they do is to raise certain altars. Mm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So you realize that Bethel, Abraham had had a lot of encounters with God about Bethel. Because it was at Bethel that God told Abraham that I, the Lord, am not just only going to bless you. I am going to bless generations that will come after you. So if you, my dear sister, my dear brother, if you want to secure the generations even yet unborn, you can just secure them with an altar. So, when we read Genesis chapter 30, verse 24, when Abraham returned from Egypt, he came back to that same spot. The same consecrated spot where he raised an altar to God. That was the same spot that he came. You see, God assured Abraham of the promised land. That was a, 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 a transaction between God and Abraham. Then Abraham had his own share with God. Abraham died. Years later, at least we only know Abraham gave birth to Isaac. But it was Jacob who had a similar encounter on that same spot. So when you read our better, take me to Genesis chapter 28, 10 to 15. Jacob had that angelic encounter. We all know that Jacob was running away from his family, his, his brother, because of what he had done. But when Jacob got to a certain spot, Jacob had no idea that the, that spot he had gotten to was a consecrated ground. Jacob had no idea that that spot he had gotten to where a site whereby a lot of spiritual transactions are taking place on. So after Jacob had had that encounter, don't forget, on that same spot, God told Abraham that he, the Lord God, was going to give Abraham the land and it is even abraham's seed that will occupy the land and the bible makes us understand that abraham raised an altar to god it was this same spot that the grandson of abraham jacob had an encounter with god so when you read Genesis chapter 28, 16 to 17, 
When God introduced himself to Jacob, he introduced himself to Jacob as what? The God of Abraham. The same promise that was given to Abraham was given to Jacob. And the promise went beyond that. What am I trying to say? What I'm trying to say is when you're able to activate an altar, the next generation that will come after you will also benefit from that altar. It doesn't matter whether they are in the known of the altar or they are not in the known of the altar. So when Jacob walked up, he says, hey, this is the gateway to heaven. Why? Because that spot had a certain record of supernatural encounters. I know a lot of people under the sound of my voice might think that, oh, why is Apostle always focused on the Old Testament? Alberta, please take me to Acts chapter 17, verse 23, then Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 24. These are the two scriptures we are going to use to pray. So in Bethel, a promise God, a promise God made to Abraham at the mountain of Moriah, at that same enclave, Acts chapter 17, 23. It was fulfilled in the days of Jacob. And the truth is, Jacob Crano, he he enforced the the altar Abraham did. Because you realize that the Bible makes us understand when Jacob woke up, what did he do? Genesis chapter 28, 18 to 19. He picked his oil, poured an oil on the stone, and he raised a pillar. Abraham just raised an altar. But Jacob enhanced the altar by raising a pillar. And how did they do it? The Bible makes us understand. As at the time he was making, raising the altar, he had nothing. So he made a vow. He made a vow. So in Acts chapter 23, 17, 23, Apostle Paul, had gone to Athens, and he was as usual on his evangelistic mission. There's one rule or that mystery, especially for those who are into evangelism. I've already told you that when you go to any community to share the word of God, maybe it's not even basically about the word of God, word of God, maybe you go to any community to do the work of God, you are just going to do your work, whatever you're going to do. Focus on the spiritually high concentrated points in that community. If you're able to neutralize the potency in those spots, whatever you do on that enclave will succeed. So, Apostle Paul had gone to Athens. 
they knew that these people love spirituality. So as a proper evangelist, what he decided to do was to just move through the town. So he was observing. Apostle Paul was observing him. We all know the exploits of Apostle Paul. And what he did in Acts chapter 17, verse 23, was a norm. It was something he was always doing. And that when he goes to a new place, what he does, he goes around the city, observing all the deities within that community. Child of God, if I am permitted to ask, that place you went to buy the land, did it ever occur to you to move around that community and find out certain things? That place you went to rent your house, that place you want, you want, you, you, you've, 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 you've started that business or project or what inquisition did you make? So here is Apostle Paul on his evangelistic meeting. Then Apostle Paul observed something that this town that I'm going to preach, there are a lot of altars on that town. So in the verse 23, he said, he saw an inscription on an altar. For okay, for as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. That scripture teaches us basically three things. And these are the three things tonight we are going to deal with it. Whether you believe it or you don't believe it, altars are everywhere. If Jacob had not had that encounter at that spot, Jacob wouldn't have known that that place was a portal for heavenly transaction. He wouldn't have known. But that doesn't mean there was no altar on that land. So in our environments, in our various workplaces, there are certain altars, whether we like it or not, not are fighting against us based on the archival records in that altar. So just imagine somebody like Alberta 
had prayed and killed one witch in her family. I killed one witch. And Alberta had moved to her hometown. And in that hometown too, there were other altars. You see, it is not only good things that are recorded on the altar. So bad things are still recorded on altars. So with, to Alberta, she doesn't know that she'll be walking. Then a certain author will begin to speak. This is the lady that killed our boss. She is not in the know. Then they will begin to plan against her. And they will ambush her. So to Alberta, whatever happened to her was as a result of a certain ambushment. People, she might think that she, does, she doesn't know and she hasn't done anything to them. But when you trace it from the altar level, you realize that it is a certain archival system that has already spoken against her. So whether you believe it or not, Alberta, altars are everywhere. Positive altars. Negative altars. They are everywhere. So you might have built your house, very nice house. There is a certain altar on that land. And this is an archival system that can be used anytime against you. The second thing that scripture taught us was that each altar is dedicated to a certain supreme being. Mm. Reveal this mystery to us that altars are everywhere. And these altars are dedicated to a certain divine being. The third thing Paul taught us was that these same altars, this same archival system has the power to influence the minds of people within a locality. It has the power to influence the place and the minds of the people within that locality. That is why there are certain places when you go, you yourself will realize that mm, this place, no, this place is here. It is for a particular group of people. Because you can be living in a place 
You might not have had experience in the altar. But within that enclave, if a certain archival system of altar has been built, it is surely going to fight against you. It is surely going to fight the works of your hand. Mm. It is oh, 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 it is surely going to fight your mind. Haven't you realized that every locality or neighborhood and their traits, how they behave? How can we all be on the same land? But once we are on the same land, others are doing very well. But others are still struggling. Don't forget these three things. Altars are everywhere. Whether you raise an altar or you don't raise an altar, they are everywhere. If a witch raises an altar in your home, what will happen? It is the spirit of the witch that will rule over you. If a witch raises an altar in your office, the altar will be dedicated to a certain deity. That is why even you are a child of God, you are in the office. Instead of people to love you, people are hating you. Do you know why they are hating you? Do you know why they are hating you? You've allowed a contrary spirit to, to build an altar. And when a contrary spirit builds an altar, what happens is a certain deity is attached to the altar. So my dear brother, working in that organization has been a hell. Do you know why? Because you're a child of God. Uh, because you're a child of God. The spirit that rules in that enclave, the spirit that rules in that department, you are an enemy to that spirit because you are just a child of God. Uh, so you have a colleague in the office. Your colleague is using an occult power. Your colleague had raised an occultic altar. Don't forget these three things. Altars are everywhere. Secondly, altars are dedicated to your deity. Third, altars influence the place in the minds of the people. Your minds are already influenced. Tonight, some of you have unraveled a certain mystery. Why certain people, certain bosses don't like you in the office? You are not just fighting an only a visible battle, but there, there are certain invisible hands manipulating everything. So the next time when you are in your office and you realize that you are experiencing a lot of work-related issues in the office, the first thing you have to do is to check which altar is operating. They are everywhere. In our workplaces, they are there, Papa. In our businesses, they are there, Papa. 
and any altar that rules in an area dedicates it to their God. And it is an altar that determines the minds of the people. Apostles have been working in an organization. Everyone is promoted, but when it is my time, then they skip it. When I go and complain, it's as if they won't even suck me. There are powers that controls minds. Recently, one of our dear sisters brought me a case, and when I checked, I realized that the boss is a very correct man. But another colleague is using something in the office. So it is the charm of the other colleague that has victimized the boss, resulting in the boss to behave whatever way the boss is behaving. Tonight, we are going to pray. So if my IG lives at the lakeside estate, and apostle says altars are everywhere, does it mean that they are home at the left side is being controlled? Yes. Does it mean that the deity that was attached to the altar has a certain influence over the people within that enclave? Double yes. That is why you will not take today's prayer point for granted. So the question Andy may be asking, how am I going to deal with this issue? God gave a solution in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 24. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Altars are everywhere. These archival systems of altars, they are everywhere. In our homes, in our offices, at the market centers, they are everywhere. And they still have influence over the people. Was it yesterday? One of our people called me. And the issue was the junction to her shop. Somebody had come to place calabash. And in the calabash, they had beans, rice, and sugar. So the first thing I told us, ah, now you power and lucky. God has given you your <laughs> God has given you food. Take, take the beans and go and prepare some rice and beans to be and eat. Then she continued. Apostle, my mom called the pastor. The pastor said, Oh, everybody that uses that road, you know, the, the person's uh uh Glory is just captured. I said, no. No. 
So if we are all in a, in a community and I, I sell drugs, you also sell drugs. I consult a medium. The medium gave me something. My dear brother, my dear sister, it doesn't matter the whatever approach you had gone to learn, your, your, your business will not proceed. So when you read the Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 24, you will only understand the Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 24 when you read Genesis chapter 13, 17 to 18. You realize that God had given Abraham another promise. And the promise God gave Abraham was that Abraham was going to be a blessed person. God said a lot of good things about Abraham. But the Bible makes us understand in Genesis chapter 13, 17 to 18. The next day, Abraham arose in the morning and he walked through the land wanting to know the length and the breadth of it. Because the instruction God gave to him was that Abraham, arise, walk through the land in walk through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. Then Abraham, then Abraham removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. So the Lord God had told Abraham what he was going to do. He was going to give Abraham a certain land. So what did Abraham do? The Bible says he walked the length and breadth of the land. Why did he do that? At least if Abraham had wanted to raise an altar, Abraham could have just gone there and raised an altar. But Abraham understood these three principles that the land doesn't belong to him. It was God that was giving him that land. And because he understood the mystery of altars, there could be altars on everywhere on the land. If there's another altar on the land, it will be very difficult for his altar to be what put it. Because there were two contrary spirits always fighting. Abraham knew that altars are dedicated to a deity. Abraham knew that altars controls the minds and the place. So Abraham just has to walk. He packed everything that he had and he began to walk the length and breadth of the land. So once I was in my study, just thinking, so why did Abraham walk? Because I knew Abraham was a spiritual person. Abraham understood the reach of altars, but there was a certain missing link that the Bible did not capture. Then I realized in Deuteronomy chapter 11, thank you, Holy Spirit, get ready, we are about to pray. Verse 24.
God gave a certain mystery. And it was that mystery that Abraham applied. Every place on which the soul of your foot treads shall be yours. And Abraham left his tent and he began to walk the length and breadth of the land. Why was Abraham walking on the length and breadth of the land? He said in Deuteronomy, wherever the sole of your feet tress shall be yours people of god there is a certain mechanism oh thank you holy spirit there is an easier way to activate all this the soul of the foot of a believer is a tool for the activation of altars that was why the other day the first time god called uh, called moses god asked moses to remove his foot because that place was what a holy place that is why in some religions before they pray they make sure they remove their slippers they were applying this principle so whilst abraham was walking abraham was activating a certain mechanism under his foot and any mechanism that can be used to activate can also to be used to what to deactivate tonight wherever you are under the sound of my voice we are going to undertake a certain spiritual exercise altars are everywhere archival systems of altars they are everywhere because this land has been in existence before we came. An altar Abraham built thousands of years. It was the grandson Jacob that benefited from that altar. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just get your oil and anoint your foot. Kolabahata. Is wherever the sole of your foot shall tread. I, the Lord, had already given it to you. And Paul understood this mystery, people of God. So when he got to that town, what did he have to do? Alberta, Paul was just walking. So to a mere mortar, that is why even some those days on campus when we go for um what we call it evangelism they always go for what you call the jesus walk i don't know whether they still do it 
to the carnal minds, they might think that, oh, it is a way of, of advertising your presence in that community, informing people about the project. No. You are taking possession of the land. You are neutralizing every archival altar. You are neutralizing every altar that has been built, that has been enforced, that has been established on that land. So where you are now, there is an altar in that enclave fighting against you. And some of these battles are invisible. Just as Jacob never knew that where he slept was a certain portal. I will plead with you to just annoy, just pour an oil on, on the ground, then step in it. By all means, the sole of your foot will be anointed. Alberta, if you might sort of like call you back to undertake this instruction, it will be for his own good. Just get oil, just a drop. Just a drop. How can I defeat altars that are everywhere? At least I can able, I'll be able to break an altar if I see it, but these altars are they are not visible. These are altars that have been be in existence for years. The reason why we talk about bloodline-related afflictions, the reason why we talk about uh, curses, are all because of this archival system of authors. There are certain authors that keep on speaking years upon years upon years upon years. Anoint your feet, your foot. Anoint your foot. Anoint your foot. And that was what. Also, Paul did in Acts chapter 17, verse 23. He just walked. So whilst he was walking out better, Apostle Paul was neutralizing all tests built on the land. He was dealing with the entities that was enforcing the altars. He knew he was there to speak the word of God. But before he can speak the word of God to the people, before the people can listen to this word of God, Apostle Paul did it to take advantage of their mind. He, 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 had to, he, had to, he had to get a place in their mind because by then their minds were being controlled by these invisible altars. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Are you ready? Thank you, Jesus. Are you ready? Quickly. If you're ready, just write on the page. Thank you, Jesus. Kola Bahata. Are you ready? Let's anoint. 
anoint the sole of your foot just for oil on the ground and step in it. Thank you, Jesus. There is a tool, an activating tool, under the sole of your foot. And that activating tool can also deactivate all this. That is why you'll be, you left your home, you have traveled some place to work. You've been working at a certain place, but at the end of the month, you have no idea what happens to your money. Huh? Some of us, eh? Even when you are paid at the end of the month, it is like a certain entity is spending your money for you. You buy certain things, you ask yourself, ah, how did I buy all these things? There are forces that control the minds of even our children. Having to realize that in certain places, the lifestyle of the people in that place is some way. All because of this archival system of altars. Tonight, we are going to cry out to God. And we are going to activate this same principle under the Baha'u of neutralizing the potency of these archival systems of altars. And we are going to lift up our voice and cry out to God. The Lord Jesus, anywhere we may find ourselves, we commit our environments to you. We are not interested in God. The kind of altars that have been built. But through this activation, Lord Jesus, through this activation, oh Lord, let these altars that are planted everywhere in my environment be neutralized in the name of Jesus. Let up your right hand. Makonte le bahata. Shomporo opolia konte le bahalia. Ayeshadezada. Spirit of the living God. I release your abiding presence of God. Into every talking oil. Shake le bahata. Just as the soul of our feet, so God has been anointed. We activate Kopahata. Intelebayakata. This tool. Kerketi libayadosa. Mandalabahata. We activate Lord Jesus. This tool of deactivating altars. Mm. My brother, my sister, when you are going to work tomorrow, Kale Bahata, 
When you get to your office, allow your other colleagues to come. As you sit on your desk, make sure the soul of your foot touches the ground. And just be sitting there and be doing marking and just be lifting up your legs. Just do that for just five seconds. And declare by the word of the Lord. Any contrary altar that has been built in that establishment, any contrary altar that has been established in that unit, by the deactivating grace of God, you neutralize the potency. You neutralize the potency. If indeed there is any colleague that has activated a certain contrary altar, that colleague will come after you that week. That colleague will come after you that week. But don't be surprised. Don't be bothered. Because the Lord God has already given you victory. If you know there are people in your offices that you think that, oh, as for these people, we know that they have to do. I want you to go and apply the Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 24 principle. A power under the soul of our feet to neutralize any other contrary altar that has been built. Now you are ready to pray. Thank you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Okay, looks like it's decreasing very nice. Father, in the name of Jesus. We stand on the authority of your word. As we use all God, the soul of my foot, as an altar activating tool to neutralize all God. The potency of any archival system of altars in my environment in the name of Jesus Christ, Holy Father, declared by the word of the Lord that uh, by the activation. Of God's grace through the sole of your foot, you neutralize the potency of any contrary archival system in your environment in the name of Jesus. Please, I will plead with you as you pray, begin to walk. Begin to walk, even if you can take just two or three steps, just do that. I want a certain movement. 
and declare by the word of the Lord that all call Makota Raba as I use the soul of my photo as an altar activating tool, we neutralize all call the potency of, of any archival system of altars in my environment, at my workplace, in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice now and begin to pray. I'm <laughs> 
Amen. 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 Let's quickly pick our next prayer point. Let's quickly pick our next prayer point. The second principle is that these altars are assigned to what deities. We are going to use this same tool. What tool am I referring to? The sole of our feet is an altar activating tool. So all what you have to do is just to walk. That was why the other day when Jesus Christ sent his disciples and he told the disciples that when you go to a place and they accept you, bless them. Leave your blessings with them. But when you go and they do not accept you, just shake the dust from your feet. Just shake the dust from the sole of your foot. And it will be worse for them than what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. Lift up your right hand. Let's quickly take the next prayer point. Father, by this same tool, let any deity assigned to an altar lose its hold upon my life. In the name of Jesus, I repeat, Father, by this same tool, when they ask, what tool? The tool of what? The sole of our foot. So as we take this prayer point to just keep on walking, just two, three steps, just two, three steps. We know that altars are everywhere. We have dealt with it. We know that altars are assigned to a date. That is what we are dealing with it. Good. Let's, I repeat, Father, in the name of Jesus, by this same tool, let any deity assigned to an altar lose its hold upon my soul, upon my children, upon my loved ones. In the name of Jesus, Son of God, lift up your voice and cry out to God that, oh Lord, by this same tool, the tool of the soul of our foot, be an activated tool. By this same tool, we declare, oh God, let any deity assign to to any altar, Ayakalibata, lose its hold upon our souls, lose its hold upon our spirits, lose its hold upon our bodies. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and begin to declare, declare by the word of the Lord, declare in the name of Jesus, my destiny to Ayakalabata, and the answer of Ale Maria, it's 
the promotion will be diverted to that person. So most of us as believers, we are always praying to God that Lord God, we pray. We've been praying, no. We've been praying. But most of it, when we pray, we 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 hardly see the manifestation of some of our problems. It is not that God has not heard a prayer. The thing is, somebody is using other spiritual technicalities to deny you what is due you. So Paul walked. But the Bible was silent while, while Paul, why Paul walked. After Abraham had received the prophetic, please, if you know you have a land, and some way, somehow, there are issues on the land. If you know you have a land, and somehow, somehow, you are struggling to build on the land, I tell you, apply this principle. Go on that land. Just walk upon that land and enforce the will of God upon that land. And you'll be amazed how God will come to your aid. Our next prayer point. The entities attach the minds of people. So you realize that in the days of Elisha, it was an altar that was the, the enemy had raised against Jer- Jericho. So the elders of the land went to the prophet. Prophet, you can see that our land is well situated. But everything about this land is negative. Prophet, can't you see I am beautiful? Can't you see I am ready to marry? But when men come to my life, they treat me as if I am nothing. Prophet, can't you see I have every certificate to work in the organization and get paid? Prophet, can't you see that when I walk with my husband, everybody sees our marriage to be the best. But in the house, there are issues. There is a mechanism that controls the thinking pattern. Recently, our head of prayer, Sammy, Because of his prayer life, he was neutralizing certain altars in his neighborhood. One time he realized that they had come to write some occultic stuff on his wall. The next day, some strange person came to sweep in front of their gate. It was a battle. And the initial said, I even told you that I will come to your house. But later, God told me, no, no, this thing can easily be dealt with it here. So I just directed the altar of the network to deal with the altar of the souls. Lift up your right hand. Please, this one, place your right hand on your head. Quickly. Place your right hand on your head.
you there anytime an opportunity is coming your, your way anytime an opportunity is coming your way then the person changes your mind what you know ah you see people of god this archival system of all testing okay let me help you with one of the ways they also control you see these telecom people what they do is they build their mast i use mtn so if i want to get a signal all what i have to do is my phone has to search and connect to the system of mtn so if MTN, the MTN decides that today the, the people within the OEB enclave, nobody is going to use our network. If MTN decides that this is a message that we are going to do, everybody within the OEB enclave is being controlled by whatever is happening in that day. So some of our people, they always complain that the network joint sessions are not good. It is coming from a certain central source. That is where their telecom systems are. And that is how authors, authors that controls environments, authors that controls the minds of people, that's how they also operate. They operate through the air. You will never see them, but they are very, very effective. It is only an altar that can give you access to another altar. Lift up your right hand and place your right hand on your head. We are going to enforce the word of the Lord upon our lives. Father, in the name of Jesus, place your right hand, place on your head. By this same principle of the sole of our foot being an activating tool, we enforce our immunity by this same principle, oh God. We enforce the immunity of our children. By this same principle, Lord Jesus, we enforce the immunity of our partners against the influence of God of any archival system of all this. In the name of Jesus Christ, Place your right hand on your head and declare, ah, you mention your name. I. Place your right hand on your head and declare, I, you mention your name. By this same principle, I enforce, I enforce, I enforce, I enforce my immunity. I enforce. I enforce my immunity. 
against the influence of any deity in my office, in my home, anywhere I go, in in the name of Jesus, declare by the word of the Lord that I, you mentioned it, by this same principle, I enforce my immunity against the influence of any archival system of altar in the name of Jesus. Tonight, oh God, I enforce my immunity against the influence. Oh, in the name of Jesus, now lift up your voice yeah. and enforce okay. your immunity by this same principle. Lift up your voice and force the immunity of in the name of Jesus, the Lord, 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 the the Lord, the the Lord, the 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 In the name of 
Jesus. We enforce immunity. In the name of Jesus. We enforce immunity. In the name of Jesus. And we declare by the way. last day of the month we are entering into a new month after this session try as much as possible to wash your feet before you go to bed and use psalm 51 plead with god that any negativity any discomfort any challenge that has to do with this month you are purging yourself, you are sanctifying yourself. Two, we've already enforced our immunity. I want you to give the month of September an assignment. Whatever you are believing God, please, it should be a realistic thing. Whatever you are believing God for this month of September, with your eyes closed and your right hand upon your head. I want you to raise an altar wherever you stand. Please, you have just three seconds to do that. I believe in in the month of September. Whatever you are believing God for in the month of September. I want you to enforce it. Every eyes close. I just saw a ladder. And this ladder that was going upwards. Then I saw something that looks more like a balloon. And this balloon too was bringing something from the top, like the heavenings, down to the earth. So our pleadings are going, are climbing up to him. And it's releasing the responses. 
spirit divine enforce your will in the lives of your people as we enter into a new month in the name of jesus christ amen amen i will encourage god's people to raise last time i told you that we don't use money to raise an altar we don't use money to raise an altar you raise an altar with your lips or any other token but you must also get a sacrifice on the altar so the the, the anchor scripture we use for this week's topic was in Exodus chapter 20, verse 24, when God commanded Moses, Moses, raise an altar unto me. Then later, God asked Moses to bring some sacrifices upon your altar. At least by the grace of God, I know that I heard from God. And the instructions that I gave uh, Friday is a deadline. After Friday, whoever sent the money to the TPN account, whatever we will do, it will not work. The instruction was simple. Tell my people, and whatever altar that they are raising, it is a specific altar, it can't exceed five. They cannot exceed the number five. The number is five is the number of grace. The Lord God says he's bringing perfection, he's bringing completion. And how much was he even expecting us to do? You can just raise the seed of 70 pesos. 70 Ghana cities. 77 Ghana cities. So I am raising for five. So seven times five is 35 Ghana. You can decide that, oh, apostle, just as David said, I will not give it something to God that will not cost me. I am going to give 77 Ghana cities for one. So seven times five, then whatever amount you, you get, you write, you send it to the TPN accounts. When you are done, send the name to Alberta. Send the name to Alberta. The alternate there, we raise it with our mouthful. But you need a sacrificial seed on the altar. At least, if you know you're a member of TPA, now you, you don't have your the money. As for you, you are the most poorest person on earth. 70 pesos times five is what? It's three cities, 50 pesos, right? Alberta, 70 pesos times five is, is how much? Good. At least that money, I don't think can even buy buy your cocoa. It cannot even buy you your 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 house of cocoa. Get yourself involved. We are praying enough. Let's start activating some of these mysteries. 
I stopped some time ago. I stopped some time ago. But the Lord God rebuked me some few days ago in prayer. And now I will start revealing a lot of mysteries about God's work. And we are going to use these mysteries in prayer and application. If I want your money, and I will tell everybody that show a seal of surrender and let's see this. What I heard is what I came to tell you. I could have said everybody should show a seed of 70 Ghana. What I heard is what I came to tell you. Amen. I have my real announcement, you know. Announcement number two. On the 17th of this month, we are going to have our TPM first physical meeting. And um I don't know if Mary's online, the various Zooms, what preparations are they making for them for, for, for the program? We need money to support the program. Me yesterday, uh-huh. I nearly, I was even contemplating of calling off the program, crying on my turn, baby. I don't want to think about money. When I think about money, I get headache. And I fall sick. So I don't think about money. For the past almost three to one month, we've had less than 1,000 Ghana for our retreat. Today is 31st. I am sure most of you, by now, you have been paid. I am pleading with you to support this project. I am pleading with you. There are so many other ways that I could use to get this money from you, but it is it will be manipulation. And I am not prepared to manipulate the people God has given to me. If you know God touches your heart and you really want to help this project, just send in your amount to the TPN network and reference it to retreat. Those sending the directional seat. When you do it, reference it, directional seat. I am pleading with you. Right now, I'm sure the venue has already been booked. Akaniaka. 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 So I am pleading with you, support. The money, it's not like anybody is going to spend the money. We are going to keep God's people the whole day. We'll be fasting that day. We'll break at 12 o'clock. So at least there should be something for them to break their fast at 12 o'clock. And the evening, when we end the session, the main session in the evening, around 4 or 5 day, people have to eat. The other day, Jesus Christ had come to people all day. And when he was done, he felt that, no, I have to feed these people before I go. It is our responsibilities as... As it is our responsibility, we are just fulfilling scripture to feed the people that came to fellowship with us. Me, if I had money, and this money, I won't even talk again. I would just go and pay. I am pleading with you. 
And that day, we are going to use it to launch our children's ministry. And there'll be a lot of activities for our children. So I am pleading with you. By now, the Akufuado, I'm sure, has paid everybody. If you feel like supporting with 20 Ghana, 50 Ghana, 100 Ghana, 200 Ghana, 1,000 Ghana, any amount, I'm just pleading with you. Support the retreat project. I don't want a situation in uh, we will go for the meetings and you, you bring a speaker and even God has even given the speaker a revelation. But because you are in need of the money, the speaker will add the condition that going through a certain seed that is not from, the, the, from God. I am pleading with you in the name of God. So, Mama, my apostle, Jenna, Pajam, my name, Pamo, Chose, Mom, why ain't here? I was a good phone, so was a cow account soon to a year. Oh, I'm in a hearing. Right after this session, before you sleep, any amount, because the money is going to be used to prepare for the oh, tell it this time. I don't have the man, the people in Abruzzi, I'm not hearing from you. Uh, Carol, your people, why? It is only Moses and the family. That sends something for the retreat. The other people, what is going on? Is it because you will not eat some of the jollof? You can ask your family people to come and eat for you. So please, support why? Come on, Marcus. It will come. It will come. It will Oh. Auntie, I ask you that I trust you, Papa. Let me tell you the truth. Me, I don't know how to lie. Let me tell you the truth. If it wasn't Sammy who called me yesterday, that um, they are trying to make payments for the venue, and I was going to call off the retreat. I was going to call off the physical meeting. I was going to call it off. There are a lot of cases I'm handling spiritually. I don't want to think about money. The moment I start thinking about money, no, it's as my anointing from. I become too kind now when I think about money. Most of the people closer to me, you realize that I don't think about money issues. So the moment I start thinking about money, let me tell me and then my anointing now, I am being drained. Fine, even if you're able to do rice and angwa mokrana, better. If you're not able to hit our budget and get the proper food for everybody, at least let's try and feed even the outsiders that will come. <sighs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Is there somebody I have to pray for? Is there somebody I have to pray for? Hey, those no, of you who have no. money, pa, you, you've decided not to pay, to, to support. Eh? I will pray that this month, will see Kangira. Those of you, <laughs> hey, hey, I am going to pray some crazy prayers. <laughs> this one, it is a good prayer. <laughs> so please, support Why? We've gone to, I'm going to borrow money from the TPN accounts. And 
I draw the man and her tina and carode. They don't do their money. I beg you. I beg you. So please support. I beg you. With the misnamo. Men pepa mucho fasika honda. More than a month now. You need 721 Ghana cities. 721. Thousand po you Oh. Ofane. Hmm. I better. Is, is there somebody I have to pray for? Please, no. Hmm. In that sad note, let's end the session. In that sad note, let's end the session. Why? Madam, into me now, because we need to carry your program. Into me now. So, if you will not allow me to have my peace of mind, the lady too we are praying for. She, she's doing very well. The the lady that had a CS. Uh, as of this morning, the, the feedback that I had, I learned she's doing very well, but let's keep on praying. The, what the Lord God instructed me to do, if she survives today, if she survives today, by close of today, 11.59, and she's still alive, God would have given us victory. God would have given us victory. So I am waiting for the this evening's uh, update. Uh, Evelyn, when I get it, I will surely forward it to you, then you update the team. I thank everybody that has been praying for our dear sister. Thank everybody, those who even fasted. Two people fasted for her. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much as we share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.